Bringing voices that rise above the rumors, complicating the narrative. A podcast from youth shattering myths about loss and trauma in violence-riddled neighborhoods. It's not just at the beginning of all the craziness, and I feel like we've had a week to process. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's a good time, too, even though it's it's also just starting. Um, but let's start with an introduction. Welcome back, listeners, to, uh, I guess, an urgent episode of the Complicating the Narrative podcast. Uh, I am Dimitri, one of the Author Circle facilitators at Contextos, and I'm joined today, uh, in this first week of June, by Kashif. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm Kashif Johnson, Chicago um, native. Yeah. In Ohio now. Yeah, yeah. some work with Contextos. Been yeah. uh, one of the most important people in Contextos. I'm the nuisance. Or we say we went to grammar school together. One of my former teachers every day. Yeah. And I like to consider myself a ponderer. A ponderer. It's not too many, yeah, not too many things I don't think about. Mm-hmm. The things that truly affect me is what I spend most time pondering. Okay. I wonder, like um, James Baldwin said, I'm going to paraphrase, like to be a conscious black person in America is to be in a state of rage. Yeah. yeah. If you sit back and actually ponder and think about like America and like being black or anything other than gender white, you really have to take calls and everything because you will feel that rage. Right. You, you can feel it, feel it stirring in you. A lot of us just to survive by every day have suppressed it, put it away, and, you know, try not to focus on it because we have to go out here and do things every day. Like my mother, mm-hmm. she hates, like, slave movies. Not for the fact that she actually hates the movie. She has to watch it and then right. go back into it. Mm. And so that's a little bit more than an introduction, but you're feeling myself. Right. <laughs> But yeah, let's set the context a little bit, because it's been quite a, a week, or a week and a half, or 400 years, or <laughs> however you... Uh... <laughs> however you choose to, um, to set the context of the current moment. Um, and really, honestly, it is a, 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 it's a, a continuation of the story of America, um, and I think you mentioned um, your mom and how she feels about slave movies. I think it's one of the things where one thing I think about today, just with all that's going on, we'll talk about, we'll set the context of what's going on um, is, yeah, it is infuriating for many of us to watch, even like civil rights era movies. Um, but yeah, definitely slave movies like Amistad, uh, um, like all those kinds of movies are really hard to watch because you do realize that, it was real life. <laughs> you realize that there were real people standing there saying that it was okay. Um, and, and that that's just the way things were. And then you look around today and you, you think about the things like police brutality is one of the things that's a, the thing right now. Um, and you look around and you realize like, yeah, all these people were just standing here, sitting here saying, yeah, this is the way it is. And it's okay. Which is just a crazy thing to see playing out. People coming to the realiz- realization that police brutality is a big deal. Like, hey, that's that's not right, and that's that's just a crazy thing to see. You know, it, yeah, it's a God. like, how'd you let it that slide for so long? <laughs> our um, our perspective 
starting about how we are educated in school. Like they make this when I was younger, they made the civil rights era seem like it was hundreds of years ago. Right. My father was born in nineteen twelve. My mothers wow. and aunties, like my auntie was in the park in Chicago, Marquette Park, when Martin Luther King got hit in the head with, with a brick. brick. Yeah, man. Like, like these are not disconnects from me. Like right. this is like I understand. Like my mother and I went to a, a Negro school. They went to a segregated school. Yeah, Ruby and Bridges is like not even wrinkled. Like she's she's around walking around today. That that wasn't a long time ago. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. a long time ago. Like it's within like the lifetime of people that are still living. Right. That these things happen. Like I've seen on Facebook some protesters on my sixty five years and I'm still protesting the same thing. Just think about that. Like yeah. their entire life having nothing really changed. Right. When it comes to certain things, yes, technology advances now we just like to a point where we think we got alien technology. Like how did all of this happen so fast? I mean yes yeah, and there are new effects people, of that too, yeah. But when it comes to development of people, we are moving at this nail pace. Like right. even to get the whole concept as we need to look at others that's not like us as people, mm-hmm. not as um certain taglines like thugs or um right. and, and, and everything like it's dismissive lives. right i mean it's a reason not to care when you when you yeah. create a label to say well those guys are thugs it's okay to dismiss them and say well that's happening to them and it's fine right yeah i mean it's i mean it's and yeah and it's the same thing i think is why for example slave movies why i say slave movies slavery the history of america is so disconcerting is that it was the the dehumanization of it and so the remnants of that system um what's left of that and what's mutated out of that um still relies on that dehumanization that's why you see police brutality being played out um being meted out to more you know in some communities more than others toward black people and in ways that it hasn't been seen by other communities of course up until recently now that we can see videos of it Uh, and you can see it live in hd I guess let's also back up a little bit. Um, what has been most recently, a, a few things, right? Most recently went on um, that have kind of, I don't know, accelerated us to this point. Um, and so you had, for example, Ahmaud Arbery was killed. It was an extrajudicial kill, killing, not by police, but by white men who got away with it for over a month until the video went viral. Um, you had Brianna Taylor, who I mean, was a no-knock raid at her house. Um, her boyfriend w- was there and rightfully tried to defend, you know, the two of them. And the police opened fire and she was killed while she was in her bed. Um, and then we had that, it seemed, I mean, pales in comparison, but we had really shortly after that, um, that video of the guy in Central Park who was just bird watching, Um, <laughs> and woman called and threatened him with the police. Uh, yeah. and then, you know... Right after that, re- re- like maybe a day or two after that, um, you know, all of us watched, unfortunately, uh, in HD, George Floyd was killed by police, uh, four police officers who, as he told them, as everyone around them stood there telling them that they were murdering him, they continued on it and did it until it was finished. Um, and I think it was, you know, it's, it's again, it's 400 years, but it's also this, right? It's also all these things back to back and coming off of or during a pandemic 
that is disproportionately affecting people of color. And like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, it, it, it's hard to imagine another way it could have gone. Yeah. I mean, you had a, a system that causes you to be enraged and then a pandemic that's killing your people. And it, it's, you know, something's got to give. Like what you said, bring the mind to saying something. If you don't learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. But so that's exactly what's going on. Even like, I'll take it back, like dealing with even further back to a, a group that's um, the, the Native American, non black, like when they brought smallpox and all these diseases, these pandemics that wiped out a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. Chemical warfare. Like this, like, the, like they're not banned this, this type of thing, like within like wars now. But this is something that right. America. The perspective and the emphasis of 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 the country. So yeah, right. If we look at it now, dealing with the this disproportionate um effect of the, the pandemic on certain communities, like have to look at why this is going on because the structure itself now is fed up in a way so this can happen. Like mm-hmm. just look at, at the, the the healthcare and everything that go on that right. dealing everything like Obama tried to get you know the. Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, and everything. One of the first things our president now tried to do was get rid of it, so taking away like parts of what can help. What's going on now right. and everything, and then you look at the history of Black people dealing with the medical field and how we like it hasn't been trusted because right. you can look at all different areas of medicine, like genetics. They stole a woman's um, genes mm-hmm. and they used all of these breakthroughs, but her or her family never seen yeah, it. Yeah, Henrietta Lacks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, um, as experiments in, in everything. Just those two together disrupt the medical field. I'm gonna take it back even um a little bit different, like dealing with women. Most of the advances in um the OGBYN area came from experiments they did on mm. black women. Mm-hmm. Everything. So the whole medical field, like the history of it, have made us worry of it. Because even myself, I don't like going to the doctor. I got good medical insurance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm paying money for something I don't even use because I just like one into the dark dog. Right. And that's a thing, right? That's a cultural thing. I mean, it's a stereotype also, but it, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those that's like, yeah, no, that that's rooted in real, <laughs> in real experiences. Based on something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, well, like we fix stuff at the house. Mm-hmm. I know a man right now that made his own cast out of um, duct tape in the booth. Wow. Yeah. Ha- having to be resourceful, right? Yeah, and it's and it's messed up. I mean, it's unfair. It's uh, it's crazy that we are the country that we are in terms of like just the wealth that exists uh, in the United States, uh, and we're in 2020 still having this conversation about whether or not everyone should have access to healthcare, which it seems like a crazy thing. And then we see this pandemic where you're like, yeah, guess what? It's not only causing people to not have money because they can't work. But also now they're getting sick while not having money and not having the job that was supposedly supposed to give them the health care uh, if they're lucky. And so like it, it seems like common sense solutions. And again, it's another situation where it's like this is the way that it works and everybody's walking around like it's normal. Like it's the, like, this is the way that it is, knowing that people are dying from it and knowing that it's unfairly impacting some people. Yeah. If you don't see it, it's not really happening. That's, right. it, that became the norm. Yeah. And everything like I have plenty of conversations like um, when I was in school, like I went back to college late in life. So I was older and like I'm a, I'm a psych major. Mm-hmm. It's not too many male psych majors, not black male psych majors, mm-hmm. even rare. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the class <laughs> and discussing like ethics uh-huh. and the way people should be treated, like dealing with tests and everything. 
I'm saying, but y'all got tests that when people I like this is mm. a psychological how was a psychological test that my whole like everyone I know couldn't understand the uh, the questions. Like we right. had this example one that, that I brought up that was talking about something about going to the store to get a loaf of bread for for your mother. I have to bring up like, hold on. What if I'm Latino and we eat um tortillas? Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing mm-hmm. about going by no bread. Like this <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. part of what I do. So they have a question that's supposed to be for everyone. But right. the way it's set up is only for a few. Yeah, it's those assumptions that that are inherently part of that process when you don't consider other people's perspectives and when you don't have that diversity that some people think is is optional and useless. Um, some people think you know the the idea of diversity is is superficial and to be politically correct, not realizing that in a diversity of experiences, not just a diversity of opinions, but a diversity of experiences makes it less likely that you have those kind of situations where you are building in error into what should be a scientific process. It's the same thing that, you know, people talk about that happening with um, artificial intelligence. If a lot of the faces that are feeding into facial recognition software, for example, are, you know, white college students, then that definitely skews things in terms of applying that across the, the broader population. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think we, we, we got there talking about, um, you know, the fact that people are seeing what's happening now in terms of, um, police violence in terms of police brutality what i'm i'm curious because we're i'm here in chicago um and i think some folks are going to join us later on for the conversation too you know i've mostly had conversations with people on south side and west side of chicago uh and i'm here uh my neighborhood's on the north side of chicago um and it's one thing that's unique about this situation in the past few weeks is that it's everywhere it's in it's in you know of course started in minneapolis um and we've seen it not only in just about every major every major American city, but also in, you know, in Paris and in other mm-hmm. cities across the globe too. So I'm curious, what are you seeing in in Ohio? Um, what's the temperature um, been like? I know it's protests in Columbus around Ohio State and down there where like, the college kids. Mm-hmm. But I kind of the suburb. Mm-hmm. But the most impact that I've seen of this in this area because ain't nothing closed, ain't it's everything open, they ain't worry about nothing. Not matter. <laughs> Because I bike to work, mm-hmm. my friend back at work, she pulled me to the side. I'm like, are you okay? I thought she was asking me because, you know, I just came from Chicago. Oh. So I text my, no, no. Are you okay with your commute to work? Driving oh. through all of these white people. Yeah. I said, Miss Larissa. Like, that's, I'm like, you know what? Like, that's, like, that show a level of compassion and care that's on an individual level. Right. Like, she actually thought about me and my life. Right. Are you okay? I mean, you, you know I don't live that far. I'll pick you up if you need me to pick you up, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sitting here looking like like this is the only <laughs> since I've been back to Ohio. This is the only acknowledgement of what's going what's on. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Like it, I haven't seen it nowhere else. Hmm. Like I know, me, I was sitting outside the Kroger's, you know, waiting on the lift for like 30 minutes and got some funny look. Hmm. I ain't know if it's a normal funny look <laughs> or you a new funny look. I don't know which one it is. That's the thing, right? It's like I don't, I don't know. I know how hot it is out, out here right now. It kind of feels like same old white you know, neighbor scrutiny. Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, it, I guess it's, it's kind of disappointing though. Cause I mean, it feels like a nationwide movement. Um, but yeah, I guess that makes sense that there are pockets of America, huge swaths of America that are a untouched by the original problem. Um, mm-hmm. and then of course are, aren't because it's not happening for them locally. Um, you know, there's potential that they're they're that it's passing them by. Um, especially, you know, we have leadership and, you know, national leadership. Our president is 
pretending the pandemic has gone away, but also now. Um, this morning, for example, he was uh, on the news oh, and he was talking about. Um, he was, oh god, yeah, he was talking about how um, George is probably looking down and smiling because it's a good day for America because the economy is booming. I'm like, wow. While people are burning buildings nationwide, about like the 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 disproportion talking about in the black community and everything, and he waves them off. Right. Yeah, like, almost like why would you ask that question? Right. Like I was on a roll yeah. and everything, but you just said a black man that killed is yeah. looking down on white folks and happy. Yeah, but if he yeah. if he, if he looking down on black folks in the same situation, like it's talking about looking down, he up there with um Martin Malcolm. Huey, all of them looking down, right. looking like like the situation hasn't changed. Like, yeah, and he's happy about the stock market. He's happy about job numbers that aren't good job numbers for his people. Yeah, why? How? Unless, unless he bought some stock that he ain't tell nobody about. His mama <laughs> set for life. Right. Like, what is there's nothing he's looking down on that can be that can be good? He's looking down on the daughter that won't know her father. Mm. Down on the mother that outlived her son. Like, what? Where's the joy? And what he looking at, and you can see that. I mean, in contrast to what you just talked about, right? If you talk about your manager seeing you as a human being, seeing you as a person, knowing what your experience in the world is like because of this color of your skin, right? And you can see the difference in response to that. Where she says she understands and hears what's going on, knows who you are, and says, "What can I do, right, to make sure that you know we we take care of you or make things that you know as as bad as." good as they can be in a bad situation. His response yeah. is com- completely the opposite. He says it doesn't matter who is this person is as a human or, or what it is. I'm going to use his name and the economy is what's important. I, I mean, it's a complete opposite in terms of seeing humanity in people. Like Miss Kenneth talked about um, cognitive empathy, like able mm-hmm. to even think in an uh, in a empathetic way. Mm-hmm. And that is what's missing from a, a lot of people. Like, Genuine, genuine empathy is something that I would hope most people can do. Right. Can you at least do it like cognitive? Trump can't even, even make the appearance. No, he can't even pretend. Of, he doesn't know how. Yeah. Never, yeah. Because he like he never had to. And there's people in this world that never had to. Like Even talking about um, watching that, that murder and everything of, of Mr. Right. Floyd. Did you see the face of the officer? Right. He's standing like, in line. He's, he's telling him, yeah. I am, we are recording you. Like, he's dying and everything. Like almost like he like he, he he was a psychopath. Like it was no emotion in his face. When I hear a man call for his mother, if I like even if I ain't doing nothing, I hear a grown yeah, man call right. for need to pause. Like what's Blood going on over there? Right. Yeah. 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 But he's and no problem. Didn't affect him at all. And I think part of that, right, is is evidence there is the lack of accountability. He was completely aware that there exists a lack of accountability. He knew that he didn't, you know, because a lot of people like, oh man, someone's catching me on camera doing something I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for. You react to that, right? Um, So not only did he not react in the moment of murdering someone, which is crazy, um, but he also didn't react as if he was in fear of getting in trouble as people recorded him doing that. I think that's a thing that people are mad about. I mean, why is it that you can murder someone and then there's a month, a week, uh, two weeks of years of conversation about whether or not you should be charged with the murder we all saw. And and it's, that's the, the, you know, the, the two, the disparity that I think people are rightly mad about. Um, and people are really mad about the ways that they express that anger. But I mean, 
you know, it didn't. We didn't start with with rioting. We didn't start with throwing bottles at police. People started with taking a knee. People started with making signs and hashtags. And you know, people saw fit to take Black Lives Matter and you know say, well, what about Blue Lives? And Blue Lives Matter is off and running. They got a whole flag and everything. Uh, and I have a couple every day. They got one specially made, like the Ohio State flag and everything. Yeah. I didn't know what it was for. I mean, somebody explained it to me. I said, man, it's crazy. And that's just in response. You could have said that a long time ago. You didn't say Blue Lives Matter until black people said, and others said, hey, Black Lives Matter. And you said, but, like, why is there a but? Like, why is there a a response to Black Lives Matter other than, yes, I agree? It's weird that you had to have a whole contradictory movement to it. In the 70s, black power. Exactly the same thing, yeah. Yeah, like, it's the whole thing. Like, what do you mean, black power? Like, you're talking about, like, you're... Like, like nationalism and everything. Like, okay, me caring about right. me and my people offends you so right. much that you criminalize it. Yeah, it's projection, that yeah. Bugs everybody. You just put bugs everywhere. Like, I mean, we right. listen to any black person that might have an idea. Yeah, where civil and rights... Uh, yeah, civil rights uh, leaders are now number one top of the yeah. FBI's list. Like, how? Why? Like, why? Well, we know why. <laughs> They're you know, upsetting systems that benefited people that didn't look like us. And that was a problem. Um, it's just scary to see that it is, um, I guess, still around in so many ways and that there are people in power who espouse that point of view uh, still in 2020, because we like to think, and we have, we have come a long way since then, where we've, we've come some ways since then. But, it, you know, it's disheartening. You started with talking about that Baldwin quote, and yeah, it is more than disheartening. It's angering. It's infuriating that the world still is what it is. Not only that, as we can continue to push for change, there's still so much resistance to that. And like, that's crazy. The, the level of resistance. It's 2020. We are saying, like, I know, I know I had debates on Ohio State campus about people with abortion rights to get these horrific signs mm-hmm. of, you know, like fetuses and everything. Like, why are you doing this? Because, like, you are starting to see it might be someone that's walking down the street right. that had to have this for an actual reason. It wasn't a choice. And, you, like, this and doing all of this, and, like, like, they, like me arguing that mm-hmm. is more acceptable than me arguing <laughs> for my... Right. Yeah, just just like, for your humanity. For the right for something that's no longer here. I'm walking around every day, but let me say I deserve to be treated like a person. Like the police should not be able to do what they want to me. Mm-hmm. Well, what was you doing? Where was you at? Does right. that make a difference? <laughs> yeah. Like my, well, that my, that my response thing. tells you. Well, sometimes it's okay. That's what that response means. Is that well, sometimes it's okay for the police to murder people. Um, and, you know, you get down to that fundamental disagreement because sometimes that means, you know, sometimes it's okay for police to murder some people. Um, and, and that's what, what it often boils down to. Um, it's crazy to see that that's still the case, that people are still still resistant to simply requesting equality. We're requesting that, you know, when we are murdered, people are prosecuted for that murder is what we're, we're asking for. Literally just saying that we matter. Um, and it's upsetting to people. In spite of all that that is going on um you know i am optimistic about a lot of things um a lot of young people are organizing um just organically realizing yeah we're the ones that are going to do it and deciding to do it 
Um, and so that's really, that has me feeling really optimistic. Um, even in spite of like the despair of the moment. Um, but also I think there are a lot of people who see this as an opportunity. Like they see even the looting, for example, they see the property damage as an opportunity to say, well, Hey, speaking of property, um, let's, let's buy some property. Let's try to get some ownership. If stores or Walmart's going to shut down in our, our neighborhood, fine, let's open up three or four mom and pop grocery stores. Uh, and there are a lot of people talking about ideas like that, which are, you know, that's really, uh, encouraging for me. Um, you know, having seen the West side, you know, large swaths of it still are, or never recovered, haven't yet recovered from 1968. Uh, and, and so it's great to hear people talking about not letting that happen again, not letting it be another 60 years before that vacant lot turns into something. Um, so, you know, the, a couple of things that are definitely motivating coming out of the current situation, even though it's really just getting started, um, kind of at this level. Like my little brother gives me hope. Like today on Facebook, he posted like this well-written letter that people can send to their aldermen and everything for wow. um because um the mayor of Chicago she was talking about like reforming the police and actually getting that council that's supposed to review police matters right actually functioning and everything. He he put every alderman and every city official that voted against it gave they um they numbers and everything like just how you yeah. can reach out to them and everything mm-hmm. and everything. I'm looking like. Like I'm that that you know, a few years younger than me, and I'm just looking at the yeah. difference, the older people in my timeline than him. There's some older right. people talking about we shouldn't we shouldn't be riding. Okay, that's your own personal view. Don't yeah. don't force that on me. What are you doing? People <laughs> my age talking about yeah, they just angry and don't know what to do. Right. my little brother, he got something to do. You got yeah. a little free time. Go ahead, copy music. Just copy paste this, put it right here, and just send it off and everything. Yeah, and it's this church in Chicago. I forget their name. I wish I have it before I could um, give them a shout out mm-hmm. that are doing these pop-up grocery stores. Oh yeah. That's a need. Yeah. Especially with, you know, a lot of businesses got ran through and so some people can't get, you know, what they need from the pharmacy or from the grocery store. So yeah, that's, I seen a lot of people stepping up in that way too. They're saying, no, this yeah. is an immediate need. Uh, and let's do it. Um, <laughs> let's pass stuff out. Let's set up, uh, you know, connect people. Um, yeah. it's been impressive to see. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's and I am so happy that I'm seeing things like that because like one of the things that you say we're gonna talk about is like what's gonna come next. Right. Organizing, just getting together and like actually working to make things work for us. A lot of people talking about we burnt down our own community. How? <laughs> I burnt down my own community when I burnt down properties owned by people that don't live there. <laughs> right. Like explain me how how's that my community? Did I go set fire to my neighbor's house? No. Right. Because she lives there. She's a part <laughs> right. of my community. Her building not even a part of my community because she don't own the building. Right. Like, it's people. Our community consists of people, not places. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it, like, it, it is. That, and it's a distinction. I think some people would say there's a distinction without a difference. No, no, no. That That's a big difference. Uh, and what, what, you know, when we're talking about what's coming next, yeah, there's a lot of organizing. Um, and it, I'm excited to see there are people who've been working on it there are people who've been talking about police reform and or abolition um there are a lot of people who've been talking about you know what makes sense who have been not just like ranting but doing the research there, there are a lot of academics involved who've said no we have thought this through here are some ideas that we think make sense uh and so now it's a good time to, to turn to those people um 
and of course not just accept that what they're saying you know is true but let's all get caught up <laughs> and so if people have been taking a look at what makes sense in terms of next steps then yeah now's a great time to to see who's done the work and then get involved yourself and say here's where i can plug myself in here's where you know where what i know how to do can contribute and I, I think a lot of people are are starting to do that which is beautiful to see yeah like the whole thing listening without no like prejudgment like if something like listen to like these academics thing they say like they all might not be right might be a few bad ideas missing with some good ones and everything but listen close enough you can hear the good ones. like hold on right. let's yeah. talk about that like that sounds like it can work in my community might not work over, might not work over exactly, that right. first that's what we need right now and in, 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 um and everything just doing like that like talking about like communication and organizing and organization is going to have to be the next step. Yeah. Like, and we, we you can't just sit here. Yeah, momentum. Like, I was at a socialist convention in Chicago. It was this um, principal of an alternative school. And we was talking about how alternative school is further ground for, rev- like, for revolutionary thinking. Hmm. Like, like, y'all the l- young people that have not been disenfranchised from the normal way of doing things. And, like, they have a level of anger. And everything, yeah, but a and lot it hasn't worked for them. A lot smart. hasn't worked for them, right? <laughs> and they're they're still smart, but like the problem is, is the way and what she was educating them in. Like they right. are meant something different. They wasn't meant to go with the status quo. <laughs> That's why they call it instant. Right. Like they could sit in that classroom and do this because something didn't feel right. And mm-hmm. everything. Now I got a, a group of of young people that know something is wrong. And right. everything. Like so what? So. What, how can we help them? Help them by educating them in a way that will actually be useful. Like, a lot of people, like, my, I had this long talk with my mother about the Black Panthers and everything. Like, she like, I'm talking about, they, you know, most of them was college students. They had, like, high degrees and everything. Like, these was educated young people that could not stand what they seen. Right. Instead of organizations and things that they are still using today, not with their names on it, but, like, um, the, yeah. the free breakfast and lunch at right. school, that's yeah, of, like that, yeah. something that nobody thought that was a reasonable idea until they did it, and, and they had to, so they did it. Yeah, yeah. And now some white, some some white smart person said, "You know what? Kids need to eat, but they can be focused." We already knew that. That's common sense <laughs> and everything. But now, okay, it's okay because it got that brand of being said by someone that is that considered to be respected yeah. and everything. That's a lot that's what's going on now like it's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of communication but the majority of the people outside of us they're going to look at the person that's saying it and then their ideas is going to be judged off of that person mm-hmm. like um i forget this black woman she was on, on facebook earlier talking about how the black community is the only one that martyrized um criminals and oh everything. candace owens yeah I, I hate to even say her name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I'll I talk to my friend. You have to realize, like, specifically speaking, one in every three black males are involved in the um the judicial system in some way. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, one third of the of our population, we must totally dismiss. Like, they, they can be nothing good about them right. because of what someone else said about them. And while, like, while at the same time, she, her, as a biggest fan, a cheerleader for of the president of the United States, who himself is a criminal. I mean, whether it's tax fraud or tax evasion or sexual assault or, you know, he 
is not he and his family are no longer allowed to head a charity in New York because they were defrauding their charity that they set up um, that was supposed to be benefiting childhood cancer. And it's like this is the you absolutely support somebody who is absolutely criminal all the time. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you say it's only black people that do that. That's, that's not true at all. It's been in peace in hours. If Obama, they come out, Obama and I stole some money. <laughs> he stole some candy when he was five. <laughs> right. And here you have, during the, the president's presidency, um, you know, they shut down his charity and say, you're, not only do they shut it down, but you're not allowed to have one anymore. This isn't a thing that you get to do. Charity. Is not, <laughs> you're not allowed because you stole. Um, and so, that I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's a... I mean, that's one thing that makes what's going on challenging is that resistance and that resistance only, shouldn't say only, it's part of it is, is economic also, a big part of it. Um, but a lot of that resistance boils down to racism um, that, that's still alive and kicking in a way that I think a lot of people are realizing now. I think a lot of people thought that things were cool and they were okay. Of course, you know, a lot of us knew that they weren't. Um, but I think one of the things that, again, it's a hopeful thing that this feels like a moment that is changing. Uh, I think one of the changes that we're seeing is that, you know, late to, part, to the party or not, people are realizing how how much racism exists in the United States. Um, yeah. And not just the policing, but also when you look at people and how they're responding to Black Lives Matter, how they're responding to the movement. Um, there are a lot of people coming out of the woodworks who are now out loud racist, um, where they're just kind of content to, you know, see what happens and just be okay with the status quo. And now that people are trying to change the status quo, they're saying, wait a minute, <laughs> I actually like this racist stuff. Um, so it's a... That's it's the one thing <laughs> Trump did for America. He pulled the hood off of it. Right. And that's he why told them they don't need it. it. Yeah. He said, wear this cap. <laughs> so much support. Yeah, exactly. You can show your face now. But we get so much support from around the world is because of him doing that. Like, they looking like, this man... <laughs> Now, like, what in fuck? Like, What's going on? like, really? Like, and everything, like, no, like, and everything, yeah. like, um, like, all of these people talking about make America greater than you. You don't understand that Trump has made America look foolish right. in the world again and again. Yeah, and they're looking at us like, you guys came here and dropped bombs in the name of democracy? Like, what do you, <laughs> look at you guys. Like, are you serious? Your way of doing things is why you came here and blew stuff up? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And, and it doesn't. At all. <laughs> like and but they but now they can see what America is about. The same reason why they keep us away profit, a lot like in like like privatized prisons, like keeping um this whole I call it like every empire needs a third class. It got to be the the ones that you can make do any work and everything. And they and they'll be glad to do it because it's the only opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the same when they went and bombed some other country. It was for profit. It was for their resources. The reason yeah. why they no one is helping Africa unite and everything. Because if it was united, it would be too easy to steal their resources. I'm going to bring up yeah. Qaddafi. That's why Qaddafi ain't here with us no more. Because that was his thing. Right. Of, of, of bringing them together. Like, no, hold on. That's going to be yeah. too hard for us. He definitely he had his, his problems, his issues, for sure. Uh, he wasn't yeah. a, a saint or an angel by any stretch of the imagination. But that is one of the things that he was, um, you know, a proponent of was, was uniting Africa, um, which is a powerful idea. An idea. It's a powerful thing that people are still working on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing looking at um us in America. Uniting us will be a powerful problem for them. That's why they're gonna spend so much time dismantling any organization that has the prospect of, of doing it. Right. Like um 
So like I said, Mr. Black Panther Party, Malcolm X, their favorite person to bring up in times like this, Martin Luther King. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so why you bring him up when y'all kill him? <laughs> like if you forgot how the story ended. Right. Yeah. 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 And how he lived. Speech. Right. None, none of his other speeches, just one, the I Have a Dream speech, which he wrote in a particular way for a particular reason. <laughs> Not right. the one he said, well, I fear that I, I integrated my people into a burning house. That it's a crew just to tell a, um, a bootless man to pull himself up from the floor with his bootstrap. Like none of his other speeches that to me were better speeches than the I, the I have a dream speech. No one quotes those because no, like they're not taught. No, I yeah. was like, right. in school every February. <laughs> I had to sit through the Martin Luther King had ha- a dream speech. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like I remember one time I actually brought up Huey P. Newton in class <laughs> just to see what would happen. <laughs> told me, yeah, he's about, we can't talk about him. Like why not? It's not allowed. That's funny. Like it, it's about because and, and like she told me like because he, he he was on like almost criminal stuff. Of course. Like, I'm like like no he wasn't. Like, they say I'm, the same I, thing about Malcolm too. They take now, they take nonviolence or they take not conceding to be nonviolent as being violent, which is a, a crazy thing. It's really just not being willing to be the victim of violence is 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 what, you know, they were proponents of. It wasn't that they were against peace and they weren't pro violence. They just weren't going to be non-violent yeah, not in response to someone being brick. violent, right? You know, like I say, if you hit me with a brick, I'm gonna fight back. That's all. All in was saying, like, you come in my neighborhood shooting at me, we will defend ourselves. Right. And which is our constitutional right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Second Amendment, gun-toting people and everything. <laughs> this is what this is what America was made on: being able to defend yourself and defend your own land. Yeah. But if you look back throughout history, like. A lot of people don't realize, like a lot of the lynching that was did during that long area of lynching, they made up reasons to lynch black property and business owners to get their stuff. Oh, for sure. Plain and simple. That's yeah. what they wanted. I mean, as you're during an era of just complete lawlessness in the sense that you had elected sheriffs um, while you were terrorizing black people who held the majority to keep them from voting. Uh, and so that was, you know, 100 years at least after slavery. And so, like, again, people talk about things being ancient history, but no, that's what was the norm uh, in large swaths of the United States of America up through, you know, history that people remember today. Emmett Till would be an old guy walking down the street in Chicago today. He could be. Yeah. Uh, would have been had, you know, everything that, that happened happened. A deathbed should come out alive. Like, you, you could have kept that to yourself by now. Yeah. Like, at the end of everything, out of all of this, before you die, you want to clear your conscience. Make yourself feel better. Yeah. Out of all of this, like, I believe that she should have passed on with that and dealt with that turmoil mm. forever because what she did... You twisted the knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like... Yeah. <laughs> and props to Immatel Mama for that open casket to this day. Because it wasn't for them pictures in the paper, people would, like, it was... It was we would have still, like, the art our conversation wouldn't be as far as progressed as it is now. It helped to kickstart the civil rights movement in the same way that this video, right, did the same thing. Like, it's unfortunate. It's messed up. We don't want to see it. It's tragic to see. But when, you when you know, the public sees it, it has that that impact, you know? Um, They they have to deal with it. You're no longer sheltered. I feel like we've talked about what's going on. Uh, and you know, obviously, the, this whole thing will continue. Our conversations will continue. We'll bring more conversations um, with, you know, folks directly involved with, directly impacted by, um, but also, you know, all of us living through and witnessing what's happening now. Um, 
but I thank you, Kashif, for, for, you know, just having a conversation about what's happened um, long term and short term um, and also what's, you know, possible long term and short term. Um, I think we need to have more conversations and hear more voices, kind of the, the point of complicating the narrative, right, to have more voices uh, joining in the conversation, especially with something, you know, a moment that is as, as big as the moment that we're all experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I say like I, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future as well because I see the possibility of something great. Yeah. And everything. It's just I'm also fearful. Yeah. Because I like history not shown <laughs> when we get on the premises of something great. Yeah. What may happen? So yeah, I'm, I'm like. I mean, people like yeah. yeah. Racist America will likes to go down swinging when it when it you know gets punched in the mouth. <laughs> it starts flailing wildly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I am apprehensive. I think we're all anxious about, you know, just an uh, acceleration of the violence. Um, but yeah, there are things to be hopeful for. Um, and, and, you know, whichever way it goes, I guess, um, we'll be living through it. <laughs> and so we'll have conversations about it. We'll continue to complicate the narrative and make sure that people have more context in terms of, you know, what's happening in real people's lives. Uh, but we appreciate you, Kashif. Um, of course, we're going to have you back on soon. Have some more conversations about what's going on. Stay safe. Same to you. Stay right. blessed. Peace out, right. brother. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Complicating the Narrative podcast. We hope you liked this episode. You can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and your favorite streaming services. Complicating the Narrative is brought to you by Contextos. Contextos uses the power of personal narrative, to promote healing and reflection, and to foster critical thinking and dialogue to provoke change.